Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Today we have a exciting, a little bit different podcast. We have Kevin in the studio today. Kevin, this is your first time on a podcast. It is. Thanks for having me in. And it's kind of a weird situation for you, isn't it? I, we don't like to say people are older or getting older, but Kevin, you've reached a milestone in your life, haven't you? We're getting to that point. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the veteran young guy that I like to think I am. I used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a rookie old guy. So. Yeah. So today's podcast will be very interesting for you. Um, why did you want to be on today's podcast? Happy to get a mailer. Um, actually, one of our Henry Ford mailers about oh. as you turn a certain age, there's suggestions for a three point tune up. Three points. Three points. And what's one of those points? Um, First one is to get screened for colon cancer. Okay. So, cool. and of course, as men often are, mm-hmm. you start having those conversations with other men, and you hear all kinds of stories and versions mm-hmm. of what the real of what pardon me what, what their reality of the experience <laughs> of colon cancer screening. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a rite of passage, something like that. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need one of these pretty soon as well. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. So, colonoscopy, it's a colon, uh, what do they call these? Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Well, we wanted to know more about that, so we brought in someone who is pretty awesome and works in our uh, healthcare system, Dr. Warner. Welcome. Thank, thank you for having me. Um, could you give us a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, the kind of things that um, you enjoy? Sure. Um, So I've been with Henry Ford Allegiance for just under a year. I am a medical oncologist and hematologist at Henry Ford Allegiance. And um, it's been an amazing hospital to join. And I'm really excited to help take care of the local community in Jackson. Yeah, and we're glad you're here. You talked about the local community in Jackson. What is the benefit of getting a cancer screening or why is it important? Sure. Um, In general, um, we all know cancer um, is potentially very dangerous for us. And if it's um, advanced and spread across most of our body, a variety of different cancers, it becomes harder and harder to treat. And so the goal with any screening is to catch cancer really early so we can potentially cure it and um, hopefully uh, make sure it never comes back. So with colon cancer screening, is the colonoscopy the the only way? Is that the best way? I've heard, you know, again, I'm not going to account for all of my friends or family that I might have talked to or, you know, all kinds of stories about how it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, it's difficult to prepare for. Um, Can you kind of Talk through the process, you know, as a patient, you know, what it's like, what we'd be looking at. Sure, absolutely. I think that's a question I get a lot um, from people, um, both in my hospital and in the general community. I think it's important to first talk a little bit about colon cancer. It's the fourth most common cause of cancer in the United States wow. after breast, lung, and prostate. That's a lot of people, tens of thousands of people a year in the United States are going to get diagnosed with it. And unfortunately, it's the second most leading cause of death by cancer as well. So it potentially can be really, really dangerous. So the goal of trying to screen um, 
uh, for colon cancer um, is that we're trying to prevent um, this disease from spreading to an advanced stage where we can't really treat it as well. For example, if colon uh, cancer is caught um, at a very local area, so just a few cancerous cells, we're talking about a 90 to 95% cure rate. If the cancer spreads across the entire body, then we're talking about maybe 10 to 15% of people are gonna be alive after five years. So that's a huge difference um, in survival. Um, and so we really, what we're trying to do with this screening is catch this super, super early so we can keep people alive and hopefully cure them. You know, that's a great question is what is screening? What does it involve? I, you know, I think a lot of people cringe when they hear they have to, you know, have one of these types of examinations. So there's actually, first of all, different types of screening opportunities in colon cancer. So the one I think most people hear about is something called a colonoscopy, which we'll get into in a little bit. But there's there are alternatives. One of those is getting just a stool sample, an annual stool sample where we'll check for blood, um, which could be a sign potentially um, that of of colon cancer, and it's not for everybody, but people with relatively low risk um, for, for getting it, in other words, they don't have any pre-existing diseases that may lead to colon cancer, such as inflammatory bowel disease, or they don't have a lot of family history of colon cancer, especially with first degree relatives who've had it at a relatively young age. Those people probably would not be eligible for an annual stool uh, sample examination. The other um, type of screening, the ones most people have heard of, the so-called gold standard, is a colonoscopy. And that entails a special type of doctor called a gastroenterologist who inserts a tube with a camera um, through your rectum up the colon to take a visualization through this camera of what's going on in the colon, looking for small growths called polyps, which can potentially be cancerous. Um, and that procedure is a day procedure. You come in um, the morning or the afternoon and you're actually out the same day. I think the next question is, um, and what people get nervous about is preparing for that colonoscopy. Oh, it's oh the, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the thing that most people um, are bothered by. And, I, and it's not as bad as people hear about, and I, I'm going to go into a little bit of details of what's going to, what, what, what that means to prepare for, for right. it. So the first thing your doctor is going to tell you is a few days before to avoid high fiber diet. So you're going to try to cut out a lot of fruits and vegetables, whole grain breads, nuts and seeds are also big no-nos, say three or four days before you have that procedure. The day before, he's going to give you a prescription for basically a laxative, um, which is usually in this uh, powder in a bucket. You pour some water in it, and usually you drink you drink it the evening of. Don't want to take it too late because you don't, you're not going to be able to sleep. And the reason is you're going to be on the in the bathroom for a couple hours, and it's basically you're going to have bowel movements to kind of clean your colon out so it's nice and easy for the doc to... Um, see what's going on the next day when he does the colonoscopy. So it's good to have an, a book to read and just kind of relax in there. Yeah, absolutely. And this <laughs> will go on for a couple hours. It's not painful or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You're just in the bathroom for a couple hours, and then and then you're done. Mm -hmm. 
the reality is if you're going to go through the process of having the screening, it makes a lot of sense to be prepared so that way the, the screening works and the doctor right. is able to see what they need to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's nothing worse than going through this and being told you had a poor preparation prior to that because if your gut, as you can imagine, is full of stool, then it's going to be really hard to see anything in there. So getting cleaned out is good. Fresh start. How how often are you supposed to do these things? Or like when do you start? Is there a special time when you get a postcard? That's pretty obvious, but um, what are the general rules with that kind of stuff? Sure. So, you know, before about a year ago, it was we used to say anyone over 50 with mm -hmm. standard risk. So, again, what does that mean? So you didn't have a history of pre-existing diseases that may make you more susceptible to getting colon cancer earlier, like inflammatory bowel disease, or you didn't have a first-degree relative, like a sibling, a, a parent, who had it at a relatively young age. Um, and anyone who didn't really meet those criteria um, would be getting it over the age of 50. Some guidelines are actually pushing it a little bit earlier to about age 45, because we're starting to see um, especially over the last few years, people starting to get colon cancer at a, at a younger at a younger age. And just like wow. many other screenings, is this just an opportunity to, to get a baseline and to get that look and to catch it when you, there's no signs or no reason for a patient, for me to be worried of any issues? Sure. So 90% of colon cancer is over the age of 50, which is why those guidelines are there. And it's really important to remember when it's really, really small. So you're talking just a small growth of cancer, you're not going to really have any symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, so it's impossible for you to, to know that you have such a small amount for most people. And so what we're really trying to do is catch, capturing the group that's most likely to have it with just seeing a, hopefully just a small group of cells that can be potentially removed or biopsied. Um, that test is going to happen every 10 years usually as long as each colonoscopy is normal there's no signs of any any suspicious findings sometimes if they do see a, a small growth and it turns out not to be cancer they may decide to do it a little bit earlier than every 10 years and may do one every five years as far as when you go in for a screening or if you have your normal you know if i go in this year and have a first one everything looks good I don't want to wait until I'm necessarily 60 and say, well, I have to deal with it until I'm 60. Is there, is there some symptoms that I may see if something has changed over that period of time? What, what sort of symptoms might I be feeling or seeing that should give me a heads up to make sure I go to my primary care doctor and, and ask the question? Absolutely. Um, I think the number one thing, if you start noticing blood in your stool, um, I would definitely mention that to your primary care doctor. Go in, get that checked out. Blood in your stool can happen for you know many, many different reasons, but that is a potentially common finding in colon cancer. And important to remember that if you have blood in your stool, don't worry that you have colon cancer. You probably don't, but important to get it checked out and see what's going on. Um, any changes in bowel movements. So you start, you know, you have nice regular bowel movements and all of a sudden you're noticing that you're constantly being con having constipation or having lots of diarrhea that never existed before. I think it's worth getting checked out. And again, these are vague symptoms that could happen for, uh, be caused by many different things. But these are some of the potential symptoms of colon cancer. Other big one is significant weight loss. You're losing weight. You're not trying to go on a diet. You're not exercising. Um, 
any differently than you used to um, and suddenly uh, you're noticing this weight loss, it's definitely worth going and speak to your primary care doctor to get further evaluation. Absolutely. Um, along those same kind of lines, just being mindful of things, um, people who are younger, like what, what kind of steps can they take to kind of prepare themselves for preventing colon cancer in the first place? So there's not a lot we can really do, unfortunately. It's not like, um, you know, with lung cancer, don't smoke. Uh, right. It's pretty, because they're so correlated. Unfortunately, a lot of colon cancer, we still don't really know what the causes are, or how to truly prevent it. Some of the things that I think are doable and potentially can um, prevent colon cancer is having a good high fiber diet. So whole grains, fruits, vegetables um, are important. And lastly, ex I think exercise is potentially important. We're seeing more and more studies suggesting that exercise potentially can prevent cancer. Um, if you spend any time researching health things on the internet, sometimes people say like you should do a cleanse or some kind of thing like that. Is there any kind of a valid reason for that, just for a normal healthy person to be doing something like that? I really caution against doing anything extreme from a diet perspective. Um, just stay healthy, eat healthy. I think that there's really been no proof that extreme diets um, prevent cancer. I think certainly we've seen in past certain substances that people have taken have actually potentially caused cancer. So I would, I think just stay healthy, well-balanced diet, exercising at least 30 minutes, three times a day. And I think you're going to be in great shape from that. That's good advice. What about the recur of the times of colon cancer that when patients experience it is it really just a, a male thing this is one of the things that kind of again came up in our my conversations is talking about it is well, it seems yeah. like it seems like most of the time colon cancer is being brought up as a man issue you know make sure your colon's checked have your prostate checked those kinds of things is mm -hmm. that a is that a gender relation in this you know not not really i think that it's pretty equal between men and women um from a ethnic perspective, I think African-Americans do get it a little bit more often, but um, not necessarily gender related. Well, great. Now you know what to look forward to, Kevin. You, are you ready? Mentally prepared now? I am. Then the reality is it, it's just a fundamental basic thing, just like seeing your primary care doctor yeah. on a regular basis and, and being aware. I'd be more concerned about not doing it than actually just doing it. So That's a great point. I think you know, maybe half of people who are supposed to get it in this country are getting it. And that's really too bad because we are definitely seeing colon cancer rates have gone down with screening. Um, and it's, as, as we talked about, not a very um, complicated procedure. It's going to, you know, you're going to be in and out in a couple, in a couple hours um, from the, from the clinic or the hospital, depending on where you get it. And you can potentially save your life. So I would highly recommend it. Your, your data of it being the fourth most prevalent, but so high in the yeah. causing death is, that's that's a little scary. And I, right. as a patient, that makes me think of the, that little, what is it, the ounce of prevention and a pound of cure kind right. of. Right, and the, you don't really, you can't see the symptoms yeah. visibly, so. Absolutely, you know, it's just a little bit of discomfort um, every 10 years versus having the diagnosis of, potentially advanced cancer and having to go through treatment, whether that's surgery or chemotherapy or yeah. a variety of different options. I, I think most people would rather just get that screening test once every 10 years. 
Absolutely. Well, Kevin, are you ready to set the date for your screening? I think I'm ready. Okay. Well, if you need more information about that or anything else, you can visit henryford.com. And the podcast is on there as well, henryford.com slash podcast. Um, And you can get this podcast on iTunes or anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So, Dr. Warner, thank you for joining us today. Thank Thank you. you Let me join. It was great. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to handle this topic, but, you know, it's actually really cool to learn about and not be afraid of. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.